money up in prayers. Treading water that they drown. I head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. And welcome to episode 56 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. And joining me today is Rookie Fever John, Playoff John. What, what kind of John are you today? Woo-hoo. I'm Retool John tonight. Looking Perfect. forward to this special pod, baby. Yeah, normally we record on Wednesdays, but there's just been so many questions. People are asking us, how should I rebuild here? What should I do? And we wanted to talk a lot about the difference between rebuilding and retooling. But before we do that, let's talk about DraftKits.co. I mean, you got your draft board behind you. I got mine. And now is the best time to buy. If you wait until the last minute, sometimes in your dynasty drafts, that doesn't go well. But for them, if you wait till the last minute, we're talking about 10% off rewards by putting codes smash in. And now it's $5 off shipping too. So there's really no excuse. Go out there and get it. But you only have till August 27th. So we got a couple of days here for that $5 off. Go hit that. They got the best draft boards out there. You got your stickers. I got mine. This is the Deep Dynasty board. And you, there's guys on here like Brennan Eagles, Ashton Doolin. I mean, deep, deep Dynasty stashes. And we're going to talk a lot about stashes today, which is which is awesome. Almost the Tom Selleck of stashes. Yeah, we are. The draft kids. <laughs> yes. And they got these. This is something new this year. It is their draft pick cards. So you can fill out the card, take it up to the table, give it to the commission, just slap it down there and say, you know what? I'm taking this guy, you know? So go over there to draftkits.co. That's .co. Hit them up. Tell them Smash sent you, and you will get that off. They have everything from standard kits to $14.99, jumbo kits at $19.99. No more custom boards, but go get that. I mean, do yourself a favor when you get to that draft board, draft class. It's going to be awesome. So – John, we're going to talk a little bit today about retooling versus rebuilding. And what brought that on yes, sir. was the injury to Travis Etienne. I mean, mm-hmm. brutal, right? We're talking Liz brutal. Frank injury. Originally, mm-hmm. when I put that tweet out this morning, they said six to 12-week recovery time. But it's going to require surgery, you know, so he's going to miss the entire season. Or one out here. Exactly. But unlike, unlike Cam Akers, we're talking about an injury where people have had success in the past. I mean, right. I looked it up. I looked Julio Jones in 2013 had it. Guess what? 2014 and 2015, two best seasons of his career, you know, 1,500 yards, 1,800 yards, and he just blew up afterwards. So it didn't really zap his explosiveness like a lot of people thought. Brian Westbrook, 2005, 2006, 2007, his two best fantasy seasons ever. Le'Veon Bell, 2013, 2014, he comes out and 1,300 yards and, and eight rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, it isn't like the blown Achilles with Cam Akers. You know, we're talking about a situation yeah. here where – He's still, I think, going to be a strong bounce-back candidate and a guy who I bought, and we're going to talk about a little bit later here. On the flip side, though, it's not its not a slam dunk. It's not like a Tommy John in baseball yeah. where you instantly throw two or three miles an hour faster, right? And that mm-hmm. used to be a death blow. Now you, there's other guys like MJD. You know, if you remember Maurice Jones-Drew, if you've been playing long enough, Ronnie Brown, Run DMC. I mean, we love Darren McFadden for that one year, but then when those guys came back, they were not the same. So, I mean – what what was your initial reaction to Travis Etienne? And is this Liz Frank injury scaring you off from buying him in Dynasty? I actually think it could become a buying opportunity. I mean, my reaction was interesting because I actually have no shares of Etienne. And for those that listen to the pod know that I've been below market on him. Now, this injury, by the way, people, doesn't mean all of a sudden I was right. You should have bought him because I just – thought he was a little bit overvalued. I was worried about Urban Meyer. I was worried about James Robinson still being the first guy. I had guys like Javante Williams ahead of him. Even Trey Sermon I've taken ahead of ETN in drafts. And so because of that, I, I really did dodge the bullet here, Mike. And and I just, again, I just thought it was not a talent thing. I love ETN's talent. The guy has explosive speed, agility, balance, breakaway speed that we saw at Clemson. But again, I was just really concerned initially with the Urban Meyer experiment. So what does this injury do for me? Now I think it's kind of interesting because his value will plummet. And I think he has youth on his side in this case, Mike. Like you're talking about MJD, Ronnie Brown, those run DMC, those guys were later in their careers. So most people that I, I've seen so far that are considered experts do believe that this will be a recovery. 
and less risk overall. Like we actually have some proven examples of somebody coming back versus a Cam Akers, which is kind of just a who knows type scenario. So I actually think we're going to get into this, right? But if you were a year out and, and you're considering retooling, we're going to walk you through it here. Now, all of a sudden, Travis Etienne is a good candidate. Absolutely. I mean, Travis Etienne is a great candidate when it comes to rebuilding and retooling, right? Now that we know he's going to miss, it would have been retooling if he would have missed a couple of games. He's going to miss the entire season. So if you're rebuilding, go yeah. out and make an offer for him because we love the talent. I personally, before today, didn't own a single a single piece of Travis Etienne anywhere because you guys know I was all about Najee Harris. I was moving up to get Najee Harris and, and giving a little bit extra. Um, you had a great line in there where this isn't about taking a victory lap, right? People are going to talk right, about right. they knew James Robinson was going to be the guy. I mean, never get excited about a guy's injury, but we need to yeah. assess it. And, uh, you know, Jay Christensen put up a poll today. You know, he's from uh, Dynasty Brothers. And he put out, not to be confused with Brothers of Dynasty, not Dynasty Bros. Dynasty Bros, you know, I love those guys. Dynasty Bros, not <laughs> big guys. They have their 100th episode coming out next week, so you got to check them out. Um, but he put it, who would you guys rather have, ETN or Cam Akers? And, you know, it was surprising how close this poll really is. Because before the season started, I mean, we would have said Akers. But we're looking at 54% to 45% for ETN. I think that number should be considerably higher on the ETN side because we're looking at a guy that should be able to bounce back. It's early on in his career. It's not going to zap his explosiveness like the Achilles might. But, uh, you know, ETN is a buy right. right now. He's a guy that you should go out there and at least kick the tires and see what it is. Yes. Because most guys that drafted him ended up taking him maybe before Jamar Chase or before Devonta Smith. And now they're like, oh, man, I really need a running back. You're like, something has to happen here today. I need to pick something up. And we'll talk about the trade that I made here in a little bit. Actually, let's just jump into it right now. I mean, let's this, do it. This is, this is, I, you got to strike while the iron's hot in Dynasty. So, what I did today right. was I saw the guy that had ETN. His only other running back was Damian Harris. So, he's only got two guys. And that's, uh, he's in Smash Accept Listener League 2 with us. That's FF underscore Prestige. Awesome guy. If you guys don't follow him, go ahead and do that. Um, but I ended up trading David Montgomery. You know who I love for this year, but if I'm like, I wasn't quite there, so I wanted to move off a yep. little bit. Yep. Brian, I'm with you. Brian Edwards, who has a lot of hype around him in camp, but mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure if that's going to be a thing. And then Kenny Gainwell, and you guys know I love Miles Sanders. So, again, another hype mm -hmm. piece for Travis Etienne and what's in those coveted 2023 firsts. And I look at Prestige's team and I see him as like a middle of the pack kind of guy. So, talk to me a little bit about this trade. You like it, you love it. We I do love it. I know I really do love this because you did strike while the iron's hot and you just jumped right in, got the the talent. You bet on the talent with DTN, got got the the reaction discount, which I've seen elsewhere as well. And the 23 first, 23 firsts are absolutely going to pay, right? And that pick that you just got is going to continually gain value over the next two seasons, frankly. And frankly, I think that it's almost like a consensus view now that the 23 class is going to be much more uh, advanced beyond the 22 class, just loaded with talent, including at running back. Absolutely. And, and I, I don't want to discount the 22 picks because we, we do that, right? We like, sure. all right, you got to be careful that, with it. That class is going to be, be nothing there. But uh, we have to look at this other trade put up by Dynasty Zoltan, another guy awesome yeah. out there and he put who would you rather have right now right obviously acres is out for the year etienne's also going to be out for the year and we're talking about he put undrafted jag but james robinson's out there so everyone on this poll has james robinson so let's let's talk about that mm -hmm. james robinson now you know we, we've talked about guys being a buy we talked about you know we don't want to try to prove we're right and there were so many people that took james robinson way too early and then they drafted etienne James Robinson last year, I mean, we cannot overemphasize how, how yeah, good incredible. he was. He was an RB1. You know, if you play in the points per carry, he's 22.3 points per game, over 1,000 yards, 4.5 yards per carry, 49 receptions. He's in line for another monster season here. But we know when Etienne comes back next year, they're going to split a little bit more. Etienne's probably yeah. going to eat into that. So is James Robinson a dynasty? You know, if you're a contender, this has got to be a guy you go out there and get. You're, it, for contending teams, definitely. And, and, you know, just play out this scenario again when we get into the retool. 
and you you're sitting on a guy like James Robinson, but you're a year out, he's a guy that you want to trade away and find somebody that does need an RB two or an RB three. And maybe it's the guy that just lost ETN and you want to go pick him up in a, in a retool. So I, you know, I, I'm big on James Robinson. Again, I was like retweeting even last night's game when he was the first guy out there again, ahead of ETN before the ETN injury happened. And, you know, everyone's like, well, you know, J Rob to the moon. Well, if you were paying attention to kind of what was going on in that system, going back for today one, when urban wire is like, we're going to use Travis ETN as the receiving back. You, then you were, you had to kind of give J Rob a bump at that point in time. So contending and redraft teams, J Rob dynasty though. I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm going to come back to draft capital, overall talent and potential scheme fit. I mean, urban Meyer now as a new coach does not want to be the guy that, that drafted a first round running back that never ended up blowing up. They're going to use him coming back. Hopefully he'll be fresh. So in dynasty, I'm not yet to the point where I could put J Rob ahead of those other guys. I see. I, I think, and, and I'm, it's all price dependent right now, right? I mean, if yes. you have James Robinson and you are not going to win it all this year, absolute sell, go get rid of James Robinson. No question. And, and I think based off the, I mean, you might be able to get, give up James Robinson and get Etienne or maybe even James Robinson in a third and get Etienne. And that, that's a smash. Except that's, that's a smash, a, baby. That's, that's how winning is done. You know what I mean? That's how we do. Uh, but on the flip side, I'm not, I don't have a problem. I saw on Twitter a couple times people paying two seconds for James Robinson. And we talked about this. If you're mm -hmm. a contender and, and you and I are in most of our leagues, those seconds don't become late seconds until mid season. And then people are like, Ooh, that's not a second. You're right. You know, that, it it is a value. thing. Yeah. I mean, there's the, the right price for, for everybody. And J Rob is probably not just going to go away when ETN's back. Right. It looks like he'll be a staple in that offense. If he proves himself in back to back years, I don't care if he was undrafted. You got to play the kid. So he yeah. is worth something. I just don't kind of have him at that level of like premium talent, first round running back type talent, or even like a second round caliber Cam Akers. Totally agree. And then the one thing we preach all the time is knowing your depth chart, right? We next yes, man. Sir. So with James Robinson's the starter now, Carlos Hyde, who's probably That's out right. there, old man Hyde. 90% of your leagues, you know, I, I look today, he's out there in almost everyone that I'm in that's not a deep league or it's not a league that has that guy who doesn't check his roster all year and then he still has Carlos Hyde from two years ago. You know, Carlos yeah. Hyde is, is worth going out there and picking picking him up because they brought him in to be a, a mentor, to be a, you know, a guy that can, can do some things. And we've seen yep. some flashes from him. Go out there, pick him up. Obviously, we're looking at, I got to say his name because it's fun, Dare Ungumbawale. You know, he's he's number well three on the depth chart. Devin Azigbo, you know, that, that's a lot of uh, weird spellings to throw in there. But those are some guys that you should at least check out, depending how deep your league is, because they could become relevant at some point. Yeah, so, and Mike, you know what league he was not available in with Carlos Hyde? Smash, Smash Except Listener League. League. I just happened to pick him up again. I'm not just blowing smoke here. I could see what was happening in Jacksonville. And he was actually the second running back on the field in both preseason games and in, in some of the 11 on 11. So I picked up Carlos Hyde just as a flyer and he, he's already immediately returned more value for, for a competing team. And oh, by the way, Carlos Hyde played at Ohio State with Urban Meyer and they will use him to offset some of the J-Rob load. He He's actually getting targets as well. And so he's a vet that Urban Meyer can depend on, and he's actually worth something. Yeah, he's worth picking up. I mean, we've seen yeah, that, that offensive line is a wreck. Trevor Lawrence looks like he's going to get killed. You know, I mean, they were pressuring the heck out of it. So they're going to want to establish the run to try to protect him a little bit, set up a little bit more play action. Um, the rest of the offense there, I mean, does this benefit anyone yeah. else? Yeah, I got one more, and it, it's got to be Visca, right? Remember, Visca is the guy that we think is going to be the short yardage, kind of the extension to the run game. Low A dot, but he's built like a running back. And he, he really is going to be kind of a safety valve for Trevor Lawrence. I think that this injury to ETN keeps him on the field a lot more because he is going to be the short range receiving threat that ETN could have been. And so whatever you were projecting for ETN targets and receptions, you got to take a chunk of those and give them to Visca. So I think for sure, Visca's got to come up your board a little bit, and it could be the opportunity that he needs 
and frankly might come back to LaVisca Chenault as a candidate, as a, as a breakout candidate at this point. I'm excited about him. I absolutely love that. You know, a couple of weeks back, I had said they took Etienne and they already had the guy that should have been in that role that they were trying to make him into, right? And that's LaVisca Chenault. <laughs> right on. And, and the first drive that I saw with Trevor Lawrence, there was two bubble screens to the LaVisca Chenault. If they can manufacture touches, this is a better version of Debo Samuel. This is a guy who really is moving up a lot of boards, and I feel like you guys should make sure you go out there and at least see what the owner is thinking. I mean, a lot of people think Chenault, pass on yes. this guy. I, I wanted to put that as like a uh, as actually one of the titles of one of our shows. I had to know? work it in. Yeah. Yeah. T- today's don't be a tool retool. Uh, so so let's talk about that, right? The yeah. difference to me between rebuilding and retooling, and I get it all the time. Like you guys are always sending in questions out there, and I love it. And I'm like, hey, don't rebuild yet. You know, retool if you're in a certain area. The difference for me is a rebuild is two years, right? A rebuild is strip it down to those bare bones, make it as liquid as possible and move into a situation where in two years you're going to dominate and you're going to build that roster. For me, retooling is I'm going to step back and I'm going to assess my team. Maybe my team's old. Maybe it's something where I'm going to just try to get a little bit younger. Maybe I'm just going to try to move a couple pieces and try to get into a contention for next year, but it could benefit this year. And we're going to talk about a team where that I did that and it actually worked out, but it's like, I want to get a little bit younger Make sure that works. And sometimes it pays off immediately. Others, it pays off the next year. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm really with you on this. It's really important that at this point in the offseason that you kind of start to make your initial call on can you compete or not. But again, it doesn't like we just you see it too much now where it's like either you're competing for sure for a title or you're in pure rebuild. It doesn't exactly have to be like that. You can right. retool. Right. And, and so we need to start including that one along the way. If you kind of keep tweaking, retooling along the way, that's how you actually sustain success in Dynasty. Hey, if you ain't first, you're last. Right. And in Dynasty, if you're not in that top three or you're not in that bottom, that's right. If you're not in that top three or bottom three, you're not doing it right. If you're in in four through eight every single year. And I say, you know, four through eight, you know where you're at. Like, yeah, I could squeak into the playoffs, but I might not do anything in there. You know, a lot of people in in redraft, getting into the playoffs is half the battle. In dynasty, you can limp in, but that doesn't mean you're actually doing anything better other than, you know, making your picks actually worse. So, John, you know, when you sit back and look at your team, you really got to assess your portfolio, right? You got to look (laughs) at all your teams there, you know, and, and kind of go through that whole process. It reminds me of this scene with uh in meet the parents where you got de niro and oh with the owen wilson character and and fokker greg fokker and he goes you know you right he asks hey so kevo you've been really really successful recently and he's just like oh it's been so amazing got in early on some wireless ipos just just completely skyrocketed how's your portfolio greg it's strong to uh moderately strong or what, what does he say quite quite strong quite, quite strong, strong. Is, yeah but that's but that's the point that's what I love, I love about the scene because look these players are stocks if you're if you're the Owen Wilson character and you you got in on some rookies early and they skyrocketed and you for sure feel good then keep running with it but if you have to hesitate when you answer that question like how is your team and you're the Ben Stiller character here. You're the you're the Fokker in this scenario. You really do got to be honest with your portfolio. What are these stocks worth? And in that case, need to kind of reassess and look at a retool or potentially a rebuild, right? You know, John, if, if we didn't do a, a Dynasty Trade podcast, we would do like a 2000s, you know, <laughs> comedy because we, we work in them every single time. And you know what? Like we talked before we got on here and I'm like, man, I can't think of it. And I was like texting two or three of my buddies. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to get like a stock portfolio thought process on like a, a Will Ferrell type comedy. And then boom, you hit it with Meet the Fockers. Greg's a male nurse. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, well, I, I would love to give back to the community too. He actually gets paid to do it. So we don't actually get paid to do it, but let's jump into a, some of this here. Um, you know, so what I ended up doing in one of my retools was maybe, you know, like I won two years in a row in a in what was an Empire League, and I took the pot. And then the next year, you know, I was like, I'm just going to keep 
giving my first round pick for Chris Carson's. I'm going to keep giving my first round picks for Julio Jones, you know, buying those old assets. And I got to a point where I played the guy in the championship, shout out to Randy Zook, awesome guy. Uh, and what happened was I looked at his team and he had Christian McCaffrey. He had Patrick Mahomes. He had Saquon Barkley. He had Russell Wilson. I mean, this dude, I was looking at his team and I'm like, I am not going to come close to beating this guy in the next couple of years because I'm looking at my team and we're talking Aaron Rodgers, Melvin Gordon, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, they're great players, but we're looking at that age group where we're we're trying to get a little bit younger. So what I did was I lost I lost to him and I was like, I gotta I gotta flip this right. I gotta right, I'm, right, not, right. I'm not going to rebuild it because I got a lot of talent here. Exactly. It's not, it's not strip it down. It's retool it. So what I ended up doing was. You know, the key is you got to assess who that next round of guys are, those next breakout candidates. And I think step one is assessing your team. But step two is who are those guys that you want to acquire? Who are those guys that that are going to hit? Because if you're rebuilding or if you're retooling, you want to minimize risk and, and increase your opportunity for success, right? Increase the yield that can possibly come out of that. So you want to make moves for guys in the past where I've made moves for DK Metcalf, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Terry McLaurin that insulate your deals. Who are some of those guys for you right now? Let's talk about breakout candidates because I got them at literally every position. These are the guys that I'm trying to move off of, right? So we'll start with we'll start with the wide receiver position. Okay. We're trying to, if you're retooling, you're moving off DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. you're moving off Devontae Adams, you're moving off Keenan Allen because your idea is, yes, those guys are going to be great. And you're moving off like Robert Woods. Those guys are going to be great in 2021. But to retool – we want to be good in 2022. So those yes. guys are all going to depreciate value. But who are those guys that are going to break out this year? Yeah, yeah I've got a few. And, and again, to your point, Mike, in a re, can, when you're assessing here, you're asking yourself one simple question. Is this stock, is this player going to increase in value? Have they hit their peak value yet or not, right? So if you're a Diggs or a Nuke, yeah, you know, and I, and I actually purchased Nuke a couple – years back when he was younger and maybe hadn't necessarily hit that peak yet, right? Dig, same thing. But now these guys, you can sell high, can sell that stock, but cash it in for a, a stock that you know for sure is going to increase in value, like your high confidence in increasing in the value. The guys that I'm, I'm absolutely targeting at wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, if you just want to take a small step down, so you're, you're getting Terry McLaurin and a piece or a pick. He will be a wide receiver one this year. Book no it. question, right? I, you know, another guy, look, if, you're, if you want to get a couple assets, you're targeting guys like Jerry Judy. I really believe I in this kid. We yeah. talked about him a lot last year. I still actually think he could become the top guy in Denver. Cortland Sutton right now is actually struggling to stay healthy. But Judy and his route running, we've seen it on display. He had some mental stuff, right? Um, you can just kind of picture that it's all going to come together for him in his second year. And then some explosive guys like uh, in our rookie class, Jalen Waddle or the, the Moore brothers. We talked about, you know, yeah. the, the Bushwhackers coming in, Rondale and Elijah Moore. Um, these guys are, are, are pretty cheap right now still. Um, and so, you know, getting someone like that in a first or getting a couple of those assets packaged together, that is how you would pivot off those proven assets. And these, these are all stocks that are going to gain in value. And I'm glad that you said stocks because we had Jordan McNamara on the show a couple of weeks back. And I remember one thing really stuck out was he was saying, I don't look at it as this is Josh Jacobs. I look at this as the profile of what he's produced and who he is, you know? And, and a lot of times when you're doing rebuilding and retooling, you might say, Hey, I don't like this guy, or I don't like that guy. You have to look at it as a stock. You have to look at it as an asset where I might not be into you know, Jalen Waddle, but you are. So if I trade, you know, DeAndre Hopkins for Jalen Waddle in a first, now I trade Jalen Waddle to you for something else, you know, and it doesn't have to be, oh, I like this guy more. I like that guy yeah. more. Try to, That's right. try to take the, the emotion out of it sometimes, you know, like we all love our guys and they're in those certain areas and exactly there there's ways to do it. Right. So if we're going to move off Devonte Adams, you can get CD lamb maybe in a second at this point, or you can get Jerry Judy and probably, one to two, maybe you could probably get Jerry Judy in two first for Adams in a second, you know, and I right. feel like that's an absolute smash except because we believe in Jerry Judy. Some of the other guys that I'm really starting to believe in is those sophomore guys, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, you know, make an offer for those kind of guys. Judy's in that realm. Those Visca. rookies. Yeah. Visca, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
DJ Moore is still young and he's still way too obtainable. And then there's the rookies. I mean, Devontae Smith, you, I was listening to JJ Zacharyson today. And, and if you guys know him, go try to get him on the pod. I've been asking for a while. Love his work. But late round quarterback, I mean, he was talking about Devontae Smith. Take those guys who are drafted first, you know, when it comes to those redraft leagues. And Devontae Smith is going above everybody on that Philadelphia offense. He looks the profile. He, he basically has everything there is except maybe 15 extra pounds yeah. to blow up, you know. And, right. and the other guy there is I know all of the reports are horrible. You know, and he's dropping balls everywhere. But you still got to kick the tires on Jamar Chase. Oh, come on. Yes, of course. You go out there and people – I'm seeing like – Oh, take honestly, advantage I, of the overreactions. I'm, I'm seeing things out there like I saw one the other day. Who would you rather have, Elijah Moore or Jamar Chase? And it was like 54 to 46. And I'm like, come on. Jamar Chase is a generational talent. He's been off football for a little over a year. Of course there's going to be rust to shake off. Yeah. Joe Burrow yeah, really. taking off rust. There is rust everywhere. By mid-season, yeah. that dude is going to really come oh, out. Oh, yeah. And, and and Mike, remember last year, exact same time last year, and we're talking about how Justin Jefferson was having trouble yep. and was playing behind Ola B.C. Johnson. Like, we don't even know who this guy is anymore. But at the time, Je- Jefferson's kind of taken, and he could have been drafted at, va- at a huge value. Now he's arguably the dynasty wide receiver one for a lot of people. Jamar Chase has that type of ceiling, right? And so take advantage of any kind of value you see like that. You mentioned Devonta Smith. You know, maybe uh, – so I, I actually get – I see comparisons to Keenan Allen. Maybe you're actually trading Keenan Allen for a future Keenan Allen and Devonta Smith and a first or a, a second, right? That's kind of what we're talking about here, where Devonta Smith can increase in value over the next season or two. And this is all with those insulated trades. These are the guys we're talking about. Right. If you're selling them home run guys, you got to get something good back. Our boy Commissioner Breeze, you know we love him. He's in 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 love snap, the guy. He's gonna be. He's in Scott Fishbowl. He put a couple other guys on there. I mean, he put the guys that we talk about, but he also said talking about Godwin or or Terrace Marshall. You know, some guys that yes. are having really good camps. Marshall's lighting it up. He's gonna he's gonna be in the slot. Godwin, people forget about him. We had twenty five. Uh, 25 Andrew, results still. We had Andrew Erickson on, and he showed the difference. Oh, no, uh, Sam Wallace showed the difference between Evans and, you know, Godwin. When you go points mm-hmm. per game, it's, it's tit for tat. I mean, it was really right there. Let's move to the Spot running back. Uh, you know, and we're really trying to throw a lot of content out there on this one because this is something – when it comes, comes to trades, I mean, this is our bread and butter. This is what we're passionate about is the running back. So I'm trying to move off and I have lots of teams here where that 2019 class or 2018, I was 2018 class. I was heavily invested. Dalvin cook, Alvin Kamara. We love those guys. Derek Henry, Zeke. If you are not going to win this year, they will all depreciate in value next year, no matter what season they have. If Dalvin cooks, the RB one, he's still going to depreciate in value because of his age, you know, same with, with Henry, all these guys could be. And these are the guys you can really get some value for. For me, I put I'm trying to get Antonio Gibson plus for any of them, right? If you can still get a plus, yes, sir. I feel like Dalvin, you can get. We know we've talked about Gibson every episode, but honestly, they keep talking the CMC hype. You know, we're talking about him getting more yep. involved, and uh, you know that that is a great guy to go in there. Javante Williams. I mean, if you can yes. get Javante Williams in the first for Derrick Henry, that is sexy. You know, that yes, gives sir. you an opportunity. And we talk That's about how it's it. done insulated trades all the time now you've got Javante Williams who by mid-season is going to be an RB2 if not a back-end RB1 if he really hits you know or if Melvin Gordon gets injured and then you get that extra pick on top and that's how you really build these rosters Trey Sermon's a guy that I think you should go out there and try to get you know and I would I would say you need more than Trey Sermon in a first to deal any of these guys but that's more value Michael Carter people are really getting off of him because he's had you know a mediocre camp it's the Jets you know, it's going to take some time to really get yeah. that going. And and even Cam Akers, you know, I'm seeing Marlon Mack come mm-hmm. back, and he doesn't look too bad. And we've said that we've never really seen anybody with that Achilles injury bounce back. Marlon Mack's probably the guy that we should compare and really look at all season. If Marlon Mack looks like he's back to right. form, Cam Akers is a guy you should be buying super cheap but could really hit a home run. Did I miss anybody in the running backs? I, I didn't mean to steal all the – No, you, you killed it on that segment. That was fantastic, and I, I really have to agree with all of them. I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned with Michael Carter. Uh, maybe it's just the Jet staff that are making him improve it, but he's still like coming in as third string. But 
Javante Williams is the guy that I'm targeting everywhere. I have some shares of him. I've been kind of pumping him as you've seen, but getting off one of those aging vets and getting a Javante Williams and a first or a second, or you're getting Javante Williams and, and a Trey Sermon, or going back to some of those wide receivers and a Jalen Waddle. Those are the kind of packages that prepare you to win. Trey Sermon is still way too cheap in my mind. I agree. And, okay. And, yeah. Right. In a retool, you don't have to do it now. It could be mid-season. So let's say Javante Williams isn't mm-hmm. playing much. Trey Sermon isn't playing much. Zeke's blowing up like we know he's going to. I mean, I think you could get Trey Sermon in two firsts for Zeke. You know, like I, I feel like that's how you literally totally. go out there and, and just cash in. So it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be done right now. Some lesser extent guys, Ronald Jones, Damian Harris, you know, go out there and, and just grab some of these guys. But I'm not I'm not advocating, just so we know. I wasn't advocating going and getting Michael Carter and a first for Dalvin Cook. That would just be idiocy. You know, that's not what I'm saying is is Gibson and Javante, they're up there. Those other guys yeah. who move slightly back. You could even move off Dalvin for DeAndre Swift, Clyde Edwards, mm-hmm. Hilaire, you know, any of those guys and really feel good about yeah, it. Yeah, again, like it's the stock going to gain value. We know for sure every single year. We're a little bit past the mark now, but those picks are going to gain in value, especially between the actual NFL draft and your rookie drafts. It's incredible to watch. Yeah. Without fail, they gain in value leading up to when people are on the clock in the draft. So you know those are going to increase in value. But all those rookies, those young guys that haven't broken out yet, you could easily convince yourself they're they're going to gain in value. I mean, Javante Williams is still like RB nineteen, right? And we know that Melgo is is aging, right? Yeah. Th- those are those all of those examples you're giving, including Michael Carter, by the way. To your point, he's going to gain in value, right? He's starting to get a little bit depressed right now, so you pick up a few assets like that, and your team is gaining in value steadily over the next year to two years. Love it. One more little tidbit to throw out there and something that I'm doing in all my leagues is, you know, let's say I'm selling Dalvin Cook to you and you want Antonio Gibson. And I'm saying, well, Gibson in a first doesn't quite work for me for this year. I say, well, you know what? I'm going to give you Dalvin and then I'm going to give you James Conner. Why don't you just make it a 23 first? Not everybody's come around to that 23 class. Sometimes you can just say, I'll throw in my third. if you Absolutely. Nailed it even next year it's two years from now but guess what when that 23 class rolls around it's going to be like that 2020 class it's going to be like that 2018 class and you're going to thank us later moving that's that's spot on this is just a fun episode moving to quarterbacks i mean super flex you don't have there aren't too many guys to move off of right it's you're moving off of rogers maybe you want to move off of russell wilson because his value has peaked ryan Tannehill, we love him his value has definitely peaked matthew stafford has value has peaked those guys are not going to go up in value no matter what season they have so we can move off to a guy like tua is it Tua? yeah it's Tua time baby you gotta love where's your cowbell you can find that cowbell and ring it for Tua. he's he's looking sharp he's looking pretty sharp yeah and And you know, they finally got his guys, right? Like last year, yes. we're looking at Mike Kosecki and Devontae Parker who don't separate at all. Now you got Will Fuller. Now you got Jalen yep. Waddle, some guys that can separate. Two is showing leadership on the sideline. I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, the accuracy that we all knew was there, the the mental preparedness, the, the gamer that you see in him. And, and again, they're throwing downfield. He has downfield threats. And so I, I do think Tua is a fantastic target. Another guy... That I'll, that I'll throw in there that we you know we talked about from time to time is this guy right here, Justin Fields. And, and again, he's still somewhat affordable. You look at these rookie QBs, yes, they're getting a lot of hype, but I'm telling you, if you go just look at Dynasty ADP, they're still affordable. Last what? year – starting was, week one, so it's people are starting to already think, yeah, oh, man, he's not my guy. Now. I'm off. I'm off of him, right? Yeah. So, I mean, for sure, during week one while Dalton's getting that start, go pick up – fields or do it now because it will explode. I'm just, you can see it coming from a mile away. And so those are the kinds of guys that you're targeting here. And again, we talked about this on previous pods, like last year at this time, it was Justin Herbert Mm -hmm. and look where he is now. He's a consensus dynasty startup round one pick. And I think that that's what we're going to be saying about Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, and potentially even uh, you know, a, a Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, they're going to be somewhere in there too. They're certainly going to increase in value from where they're at now. So that's the, that's the point, right? 
And we're not hoping that Andy Dalton gets a uh, punctured lung by accident like uh, <laughs> like Tyrod Taylor. You know, but yeah, put that out there. something's yeah. going to happen. And as soon as these guys start, every single one of them is going to go up in value, except for our buddy Trey Lance, whose value can't go any higher. Literally, they, they might. Steve. It, it is. But I have the rookies on there. I have Deshaun Watson written down. Because if you okay. can move, if you're not going to win this year and you have Aaron Rodgers, if you can get Deshaun Watson plus, and you, you know, depending on how you feel, I feel like he comes back next year. Don't really agree with you know everything that's going on. Obviously, FBI getting involved, and to a lesser extent, and you're going to hate these guys, but Drew Locke really is like on the cheap end right now, and he's got that swagger. You know, I, I've been excited about him. You guys harassed me in Listener League one all off season because I got Drew Locke, and we'll continue too. to. Yeah, and when I win that whole league, you guys will you know have to talk a little bit. James <laughs> Winston, Winston. I mean, he looked yeah, famous really good. I know it's the Jaguars, but nine for ten. Two touchdowns, both to Callaway, and he doesn't seem to be making those risky plays as much. So that could be a huge upside. And even Love you know, I know you, I know you hate Daniel Jones, but you know another guy to possibly move off of. But Danny Nichols. The, yeah, the wide receivers and the running backs are so much easier to make these insulated trades than than quarterbacks sometimes. And tight ends are the trickiest, right? Yeah. If you're moving off Kelsey and Waller, there's only two guys in my mind that you're even considering. And then mm-hmm. Hawkinson and Pitts. And most people are already so in tune to it, they're not going to do it. You know, if you're selling Kelsey, you're selling Kittle, you're selling Waller. If it's not those two guys, then hold on to them, you know, or, or move to a different position. You know, most of these we're talking inner positions type moves out. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if you're getting off of Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, you really, in this case, even in a retool, you got to get some premium players in return. They're going to, that it give you that weekly point total, that positional advantage at tight end right now for those guys is hard to come by. So I'm with you on this, Mike. Like you're gonna at least try to pair them with the Hawkinson and a piece or a, a pick. And and you got to nail that pick as well. Those those are tougher moves. I'm with you on tight end. Very difficult. It's easier to find those stashes. And I know we're gonna get to those later. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. That part's good. Let's move to step three is I think we talked about in the rebuild. And by the way, like our rebuild episode is still, it's the, the highest listened to episode other than Matt Waldman. You know, so <laughs> if Matt Waldman's not in it, you know, we don't quite have the same kind of listenership. Uh, you know, but that's still our most popular one. And, and what people yeah. keep saying is, and this was a coin that uh, a term that I coined is the splash trade. I've never heard anybody talk about it when they do the rebuild. And when I did that first episode, it was the Dynasty Dad pod, but it was like, make that nice. splash trade to make yourself commit, right? You got to get some of us, you know, some Cannibal. of us, males, we have a problem committing, you know, we got to go out there and make that commitment. And in, in this particular league that I want to detail, like I said, I made this commitment and I did it during draft time and draft time is usually the easiest time, but I wanted to shake things up. So let's talk about types of trades when you're doing this. The first one is, you know, rookie insulation. So during the draft, I said to that guy who, who came, he wanted all last year. I said, you know, I feel like I'm starting to fall off here a little bit. You know, why don't I make a trade with you so you can win it again? And I'll just kind of retool a little bit. So I gave him DeAndre Hopkins, right? At that point, DeAndre Hopkins is 27 years old. He is the pinnacle. You know, it's Michael Thomas, it's DeAndre Hopkins. And I get DK Metcalf in the 106. 106 becomes DeAndre Swift. Both those players are now worth more than DeAndre Hopkins. You know, and those are the rookie insulation moves that you can make where you – we talk about insulated trades all the time, but if you can make those trades and they both hit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, pre- I'm gonna like share a little bit. But I, I won that league this year, you know, and it was, <laughs> it was because of yeah, you thing. did, yeah, you and did. It was I'm because of that thing. And to him, he was like, "Yo, I'm getting this right. I'm taking my opponent out because I'm getting the better player. I don't want that pick. Let's just throw it in there, you know." The other type of trades, because we've talked about insulation enough, is moving off a veteran into a similar tier. So another move I made in that league is I. I had Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers. We all love Aaron Rodgers, right? I traded Aaron Rodgers for Josh Allen, and the entire league ripped me apart. They're like, that was brutal. <laughs> yes, like, yes. Why would you trade Aaron Rodgers for Josh Allen? Josh Allen has too many turnovers. Josh Allen's a running back. Josh Allen can't make passes. Guess what? Writing on the wall was on the wall for Josh Allen, just like it is for Trey Lance, just like it is for Justin Fields. Those type of running quarterbacks that have upside – or what you want in dynasty and, and you move that veteran into that same tier. He thought he was getting a smash except, right? He's getting a guy who's yeah. quarter. He's a, he's a QB one every year. Josh Allen 
was better than Aaron Rodgers last year. You know, and that's how you move into that. That is that fantastic. Then there's moving off veterans to add draft capital. I had Julio Jones, and I was like, another guy really thought he was – he's like, oh, well, Mike's selling picks. Or Mike's selling veterans. Now, you know, let's let's move in. I got Debo in a first for Julio Jones, you know, because oh, nice. that guy was like, I'm going to win, right? Mm-hmm. Now I got Debo in a first. And I want to talk about something else here, John, that you and I talk about a lot. Is yeah. I cascaded that trade, right? Cascading the cascading trades, trade. baby. I don't. I hate Debo. I mean, I hate Debo Samuel. I have him <laughs> on none of my teams. Like, I don't know why. I just don't want the guy on my team. Can't handle him. I can't handle the Debo, you know. And then I took Debo and a second, and I flipped it for 105, you know, which – Oh, come was, on. Yes. It wasn't 105 at beautiful. the time. It was a random first. I'm tearing up. This is beautiful to listen to. Tua Tagovailoa at the 105. Oh, so, essentially, you're nice. looking at Julio Jones in a second for Tua. Obviously, you'd take that. But when when those picks don't have names, those picks don't have numbers. Debo right. in a second for a first sounds wonderful, you know. And, and yeah, you can do right. Kind of and again, these guys are they're stocks. Okay, you don't like Debo for whatever reason. He's still worth good amount of value, and you can turn that in, package that, and get something else for him. That, that's a cascading trade that we often will see. And you know what? What I've seen a lot of times happens is you make a big move in the league like that. All of a sudden, the rest of the week, the league wakes up. They're like, I, I want to get on this. I want to make a trade. So, you, I mean, I've seen trades cascade two or three times in a day or within a couple days span because you're just stirring it up. Maybe you made that splash trade, big cannonball on the water. And all of a sudden, the rest of the league's like, whoa, dad just jumped in the pool. Big splash. I want in on that. And so, yeah. And, and then people trade, feel it. Right? People feel it. They start getting involved. And when I came yes. up with flash trade, I was talking with a guy. I traded Devontae Adams, and I got a bunch of picks, and I got Stefan Diggs and Calvin Ridley. There, you know, Diggs was kind of like, "Oh, what's going to happen with Diggs?" You know, Minnesota doesn't really like him. Calvin Ridley was like, "Oh, it's his rookie year. We're not sure if we love him." And then all of a sudden, that if I broke that down, that cascade, I ended up getting like nine guys for Devontae Adams, and it's That's just amazing. It just love you, that you just take that and you just keep building off it, you know. And I think. A lot of times we're really reluctant to give up that veteran. You know, do we yeah. want to give up Keenan Allen this year? No, he's a stud. He's going to absolutely kill it this year. And he could be a you know wide receiver two in the next couple of years as well. But if you can get LaVisca Chenault in the first, go do it. You know, like that's how you retool and you get yourself set yeah. up for next year, you know. and Yeah, right, exactly. In the stock market, am I going to, you know, cash in some $100 shares and then buy 10 $10 shares all up and comers, right? I mean, even if like half of those guys increase from 10 to, to 20 or 30, right? That's that's how you win in the stock market as well. That's how you're not the, the Greg Fokker kind of, you know, the strong, the quite strong. It's quite strong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, so I, I love that. I mean, such a good example of the listeners are uh, taking notes on that one, Mike. And then one other type of trade before we move into our stashes. Sometimes you can move a veteran and some capital to, to sustain some youth. So I moved Odell Beckham. You know, we're talking 2019 Odell Beckham. So he's still got some name cachet. He's still going. And a second round pick for, for Godwin before Godwin had his big season. You know, so you're like, oh, well, dude, he's throwing me a pick. Now you got some sustainability by adding that pick, you know, and you throw that in there. So just some tools of the trade for you guys to go out there. But now we got to move on to step four. And step four is a fun one, right? This is where we we assess some stashes to get thrown in in deals. You know, there there's classic mustaches out there. We got, we got to make sure we get get a like a you know one of our dad edits up on that. But there's some guys here that I think you can get thrown into deals. Some guys that you know, hey, you know what? You know, yep. All right, dogs barking a little bit. She got excited, you know. But the mustache conversation does get people excited. It it does, you know. Burt Reynolds type mustache (laughs) going on, you know what I mean? I feel like uh, maybe the loser between John, myself, and Mung might grow a mustache. That's a good one. Listener League One, you know, like that could be special. I'm not sure if Mung can grow facial hair yet. You know, I don't think so. Um, But what I'm looking at here is like you can add to things, right? So we're like. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? I'll throw in my third if you throw in your second, or I'll throw in my second, third, and kind of look at those things. But John, let's let's talk about the quarterback position first. I mean, that's yeah. a little bit more difficult. But who are you stashing there? Who are some guys that you can get thrown in some trades that really make it where you're you, the deal's almost done, right? And and you feel like you got decent value. Throw in this guy, or 
I'll add a third if you throw in this guy. Right. Now, you know, last year it was, I know you, we talked about this. It was Jalen Hurts, right? Yes. That's what we were talking about. It's the perfect example. And think of the, the value that he's gained since then. Uh, I mean, there's some, there's some stashes at QB that could play out. I think Sam Darnold is just like ridiculously cheap for the offense that he's in, the weapons that he has, the pedigree. And he, he got out from under from Gase. I really like that one. I mean, and again, like stash Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, they're both ridiculously cheap. They're, they're practically free. One of those is going to hit. Looks like it could be Jameis after last night. And yeah. so uh, those are those are a couple. Um, and yeah, quarterback, I, 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 quarterback's more tricky. I mean, like I'm looking at is. Jordan Love, Gardner Minshew, you know, like yeah, they have right. some guys Taylor there. Heineke, maybe Mung would throw in if he was on. Mitch Trubisky. I mean, he actually looked really good in that Buffalo offense. You know, you could even, for, for lesser amounts, the Kyle Trask, the Kellen Mond type guys. Jared Goff is exactly. pretty, pretty inexpensive as well. So wide receiver is a little bit trickier, you know, and these are the guys that are like, I'm just saying, I know it's rookie season. I know we just, you know, got past that, but some of the guys I really want to get thrown in are, are guys like, and I, I just, I just dealt him, but I mean, Brian Edwards, you know, Deami Brown, Kadarius, Tony, people, it's going to be out of sight, out of mind. He's injured. Uh, Nico Collins. I know you and I talked about Donovan people's Jones looks really good. Yes. And, and, Cleveland's talking about potentially still trading Odell Beckham. So if he gets some opportunities, yeah. some deep stashes, I mean, deep, deep stashes. And I got to give a shout out to our guy, uh, Eric Michaels, just joined Smash, except, you know, he's at Casey Titleist 11. Uh, he he had a, a post out there that it was like, hey, who are your deep stashes? Who are some guys there? I said, Anthony Schwartz was a guy, you know, talked about people's Jones. Anthony Schwartz has that third round draft capital. I was picking him up everywhere with the Browns. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick, you know, Colonel Powell or Byron Pringle. One of those guys I think will be better and have more value than Michael Hardman because every time Michael Hardman gets a chance, it just isn't pretty. You know, it just has, isn't happening. Um, yeah, yeah I got, got a couple more. Yeah, I, I, well, so these guys were stashes that are starting to gain in value, but the guys that I really stocked up on everywhere were uh, Jacoby Myers yes. and, uh, you know, Marquez Callaway. I know that's now become a little trendy, but I mean, I, I've got the rosters to prove it. I had a ton of Callaway just because you bet on that talent and potentially wait for the opportunity. And and now, I mean, you could flip Marcus Callaway for, in some cases, I've seen a first, yeah. maybe a couple well, of seconds. And we right? talked about it on the Michael Thomas episode where Callaway was a guy that we should go out there and buy. And as soon as we got done with the episode, I went through and I picked him up in seven leagues. People just didn't have him on the team yeah. at all. He was just free. Talk about an immediate return. I mean, this guy has, has skyrocketed over the last couple of preseason games. I, I might even consider selling some of those now, Mike. But yeah, I, I, I do love the kid. I think he's going to put up some serious points this year. Well, if you get a first for him, that's a smash accept. Yeah, that's you, a smash. That's a smash. Even, even if you package him with a second and get a first, it still is. You know, you got to do that. But those are those are great guys. Deep stashes. I mean, deep, deep 35-man roster kind of things. You know, Jalen Darden over there with the Bucks, Seth Williams nice with the Broncos, Des Newsom, Quentin Cephas. Yes. Quentin Cephas has actually had the best camp at, you know. I like Cephas a lot. And, or no, Quentin Cephas is with the Lions. Who's the guy? Quez Watkins. That's the guy. I was like, Quez, Quez Watkins baby. has looked really good. You know, so those guys are definitely work, worth moving good in there. Call. The running backs, you know, and they, this yeah. is where I'm going to let you go because I think I stole okay. some of your in the wide receivers. Who are some running back stashes you got to have? Yeah, so when, you, when you're looking at running back, I look at a couple of things on stashes. Again, can they gain in value from this point on, right? And and you also, it's really important to look at the backfields and, and contracts, right? So let's take Washington football team. Jared Patterson is a nice stash right now, I think. I don't want to get too carried away. But if you think about it, everyone knows I love Antonio Gibson, but think about what happened last year. He was playing behind at the time as Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson, but we knew the talent was there. He was looking good. And again, bottom everywhere. And he, he blew up. It's incredible to see how that's played out. Well, this year it's JD McKissick and Peyton Barber. They're both gone after this year. So you're going to be left with, as, as of now, Jared Patterson and Antonio Gibson, even if they pick up a rookie, Patterson 
could be a, a year further in. And so that's a nice one. Antonio Gibson goes down, boom, skyrocket. Another he's example. Had, yeah, he's had several receptions. Yeah, every preseason. Yeah, he's looked good. Rushing, receiving. He looks, like, he looks it, yeah. Yeah, a better version of what McKissick was last year. For you sure. Know? Like, definitely. That's a great one. I love that. Another one, um, very similar situation, Khalil Herbert, like the other Herbert. And Damian Williams is gone after this year, right? Cohen could be done, just can't seem to get healthy again with the same burst that he had before. And another one's Ramonde Stevenson. Yes. And, and yes, this one goes out to you, Tequila. I know you're listening. <laughs> James White, Sony Michelle, both are gone. Damian Harris is going to need some help. And the kid has looked good. And does he have it all together? No. But what we're talking about is next season and the season after. Um, maybe I'll throw one more in there. Deep, Deeper stashes. Tony Jones for yes. the Saints. Yeah, he, I like that. I mean, he looks better than Latavius Murray on the field now. A year from now, you could see him being that compliment to AK. So there's a, a few good ones for you guys that are listening in on the stashes. And some of those guys, like Stevenson, it's going to be a deal, and then you're going to have to say, you know what, I'll add this pick in there because he's he's not going to be free. But Patterson right. is available in a lot of places for free. I, I was scouring through the leagues. You know, there's a lot of sharks and whales in the leagues that I play yeah, in. Well, this isn't like a Tom Selleck stash. This is like yeah. a. Oh, this is like Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, this like, is like a, a really junior little... high, junior <laughs> high mustache. It looks like a little bit of dirt on there. You know, that like gets a little bit. How about gold bracelets? <laughs> that was my kip that was my kip there <laughs> we're having too much fun with this a couple guys i had is uh chuba hubbard you know i mean i feel like if cmc goes down there's some value there elijah mitchell who uh you okay know, Mung, yes us talked about a lot strong. Guy i really like in miami is salvin ahmed i think if he gets a chance he might actually have a, a decent value in there marlon mack i mean or naheem hines if taylor goes down one of those guys is going to get a shot some deeper guys i mean we're looking at we're looking at Xavier Jones or Funk over there with the Rams. Yeah. Rams offense is going to be exciting. And we I want had, the Funk. We got to have that Funk. And then, and then uh, Captain American himself, Chris Evans. But you know, we'll, we'll, yes. We'll... Uh, in, in all seriousness, this this is great. I mean, you need guys like that on your roster. I don't care if you're competing, retooling, rebuilding. Those those guys are great end of roster stashes for sure. And then the tight end position. I mean, we've been throwing him out there. Anthony Ferkser is a guy yeah. I, I love. Uh, Donald Parham. Is it Par- Parham? Yeah, Parham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I always want to say Partham. But, yeah, Parham. I mean, he's going to have an opportunity there, you know, and that's going to yeah. be a high-powered offense. Tommy Tremble in Carolina. You know, he's he's tight ends you can buy on the cheap. How about Pat Farmouth? Yeah. Have you seen this kid in Pittsburgh? If that was Kyle Pitts, Red Zone Twitter threat. would be Twitter would be broken. Oh my gosh. I love me some Pat F. Uh, a couple other guys I like, Swerve and Irv Smith. Yes. Um, you know, I, for, for whatever reason, um, he just hasn't broken out yet, but the talent's there, the opportunity is coming. So he, he could be cheap still for whatever reason. I, I, I think he should be a tight end one, but sometimes you can get him for less. And Gerald Everett is another guy that I like that I think really has the talent. Just hadn't quite had the opportunity yet. Now it looks like he could be the main man in Seattle. And I think that could pay off as well. Stash that guy. Yeah, Everett's a good one. I like that. And some really deep ones. I mean, we're talking deep now. It's Noah Gray and KC. We're talking about Jacob yeah. Harris looks so good in camp. I mean, he's somebody that that could easily supplant, you know, not this year. It's going to be Tyler Higby, but next year. You know, we, we get into that area or Brevin Jordan with Houston. I mean, I love Brevin Jordan when he was with Miami. I think there's some definite upside there as well. I got a couple of deep, deep ones here for you, too. Uh, how about um, Kyler Granson and uh, the kid in New Orleans, Juwan Johnson? And, and Adam Troutman, I, I guess he's going to be okay, but it's hurt. Juwan Johnson could become a thing in New Orleans. Maybe he takes the Jared Cook role. And we, we've talked about a lot of good movie references, but a, a horrible movie reference from the 2000s was Juana Man. <laughs> well played. Yes, yes, it goes with that. Um, so moving on to the next thing, some other guys that I think we'd be remiss if we don't you know, bring them up there. Is, and this is more of the I'll throw in my second or I'll throw in my 23 seconds, see what we have is, is guys that could get opportunities like A.J. Dillon, Chase Edmonds, you know, go get those guys. Gabe Davis, Michael Pittman, uh, Darnell Mooney, 
Michael Gallup, I talk about him every single pod, so go get him. Seriously. Nico Collins and, and right Jacoby Myers, like you said. I mean, you know, like yeah. it's a matter of value right there. Dang, that's a lot of that's a lot of good stuff. You guys are gonna need to rewind that and go back through all those fantastic content there. Write them down, put them all in there, and we'll grade them from from Tom Selleck all the way down to Kip. To you Kip, know, we'll yeah, absolutely. Exactly how, right how about that? <laughs> and then step five is acquire assets for dead weight, right? You have those roster cloggers. And in this particular league, what I did was I dealt Melvin Gordon in 2019 for a 2021 first, right? For him, he's like, that's two years away. Who cares? I don't need, you know, like, I, I don't need that pick. I'll get Melvin Gordon. He's a stud, right? Wrong. You know, <laughs> and then last Wrong. year, that asset, when it's liquid, you know, you don't have to have it. You don't have to have a player thrown in. In this situation, I took that 21 first. I traded it for, and then step six is to contend. I traded it for Tom Brady, and I won the championship because Tom Brady put me over the top in Superflex. You know, so ultimately what happened in this Love particular it. rebuild we're talking about is I took my nucleus of my team of, of Rodgers, Hopkins, Melvin Gordon, Julio, and Beckham, 29 years old or older, you know, and I acquired Josh Allen, DeAndre Swift, DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin, 24 age they're all 24 and under you know so like if you can retool that way and i'm always trying to do it this time of year right even if you're a good team you got to look at it and say and i i talked about this trade several times but i was i was gonna win the championship i was like i love my team but i was like yo this guy here i might be able to make a move so i traded deandre hopkins for mclaurin in a first that first is 102 Najee harris you know sometimes you can just say that next guy is going to be there and it's a minor retool. It doesn't have to be a blow up. It can be two or three little cascading trades. It can be just moving off one guy and getting two or three other assets where, you know, you give up DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. We're talking about insulated, but you give up DeAndre Hopkins, you get Terry McLaurin, LaVisca Chanel and Darnell Mooney. And, and yeah, it's a lot of little guys. smashes, right? You got yeah. your little hammer, just little smashes along the way. And then before you know it, you're coming in, you're competing again. You come in with the sledgehammer just crush the competition right that's the fun one it's you just you just throw it down on the table and you you you'd use all those picks you have and just dominate that's where the, that's step six baby contending well and then after step six you're going to need trophysmack.com we've partnered up with of trophysmack.com if you guys use code smash we're going to use ours for our list for our our home league uh one of our you know family members in that not family members but we are kind of a family you know when you draft with guys year after year uh ryan martin he passed away at 40 years old you know it's just crazy we're gonna name the league after him we're gonna get a, a trophy made that. and if you guys put in that code smash you guys get a 59 dollars value championship ring you know so we're, we're going That's out sweet. we're ordering that trophy we're gonna get that you know that ring and uh you know it, it's just a cool little thing to do at trophy smash right on if you're going to buy a trophy anyways, they make the best trophies around. I've seen them. They make championship yeah. belts. Those things are on point. Go out and order that and then yeah. put in code SMASH. Guess what? We're going to give you a $59 ring. They are. But- love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's not always about just winning the cold hard cash. Yes, we all love that. But a lot of times we're playing because we want to compete with our our bros, right? And you want the respect. You want to make it memorable too. So a trophy for me – actually kind of makes even more sense than, than the cash because that's uh something you can always hold over the head the year that you won the ship right yeah and, and i'm in the year year 20 of this league it was my work league yeah i, I got a new job I got one like that too i got a new job this year but they're all still like yo mike you still gonna have the league i'm like of course you're like this is like you gotta Same love question? it question come on yeah you got your draft board from draftkits.co. You know, you got your your pork barbecue. You know, you got you got your beers back there. You got now we're talking. Stuff. Yeah, baby. Woo-hoo! You bring the buffalo it. chicken dip. You know, it's just the I got mine coming too, man. A couple exactly. weekends away. Can't wait. So any parting shots here? I feel like we threw a ton of content in this one. I had a great time. Uh, anything that you're working on? Anything that you're excited about? And uh, yeah. Yeah, this was really good. I, I think that it was uh, definitely a lot of fun, but definitely just packed full of content. I, I could see myself even going back and listening to this retool and your six, seven steps to, to do it. So, uh, look, I, I mean, I'm ready for the season. I'm ready for my home league and my last couple of drafts, redraft season kicking in. I'd love to help everyone out there. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore trades. I'm going to be dropping a lot of knowledge on everybody. I do a lot of ADP analysis. 
always helping you find those values. But as always, what are we here for? Here to help out the community, bring us your trades, and we'll help you smash. I love it. And then this is a special Tuesday episode tomorrow. we got some young up-and-comers. I mean, Hutchinson Brown, 15. We talked about mustaches. He definitely can't grow one yet. No, no know, chance. we got Sorry, Austin dude. Abbott coming in. Awesome guys. We're excited to talk about. We're going to talk about camp buzz. We're going to talk about what's going on in our preseason, you know, and a uh, little spoiler alert, can't wait. Hutchinson. Hutchinson's anti Jalen Hurts. So him and I might have to go at it a little bit. But ooh, ooh. Thanks again for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the process.